Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 24th of March, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. The war in Eastern Europe is leaving its mark on multiple businesses across the globe, and Argentina is no exception. As if dealing with an annual inflation rate of 50% weren't enough, in the last month we've seen additional price increases of about 30%. Clearly, we're looking at an extremely high increase. The problem is, no one knows who is to blame. It's tempting to put the blame on the business owners who are speculating on the upcoming complications and try to secure higher profit now. However, they claim their suppliers increased trading goods prices first. Most likely, the answer is in President Fernandez's press conference of last week. In a speech that stoked controversy for comparing Argentina's war against inflation with the actual war in Europe, Fernandez called for extraordinary steps to tackle inflation. In other words, he warned businesses that his ministers will start rolling out new protectionist measures. This administration is no stranger to protectionist tendencies, but it's also no stranger to their continuous failure. For decades of controls, blocking exports, and capping prices, it seems that no one's learned anything. Naturally, business owners are preparing for the government's intervention by doing what they can, increasing prices now. For starters, Agriculture Minister Julian Dominguez warned beef producers that if they don't comply with a domestic quota at subsidized prices, they won't get export permits. On Saturday the 19th, the government also raised export taxes on soy meal and oil and created a stabilization fund for wheat. It should be noted that these measures are not part of the policies outlined in the pact with the IMF. The inflation strategy is a central issue in that agreement, but the intervention of markets is not. Speaking of the pact, Congress gave the deal at the green light on Friday the 18th after a marathon session that lasted almost until midnight. Now the deal needs to be approved by the IMF's executive board, which is likely to happen this week. After two years of negotiations, we could finally be looking at an agreement. It's not the end of the story, as the agreement only postpones the looming repayment deadlines, but it may bring some stability. Among other things, the agreement's conditions delineate a series of macroeconomic measures to control inflation and reduce Argentina's budget deficit. Moreover, it postponed the deadline for two payments of 19 billion and 20 billion US dollars that were due this year. The same will be made from 2026 to 2034 after a grace period. Although President Fernandez claimed the approval of the deal was historic, the negotiations exposed a divide within his coalition. VP Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner was absent for most of the debate in the Senate, and many Kirchnerites voted against the agreement. With so many unresolved issues, it feels like the pandemic faded into the background, but COVID-19 still exists, and many are still struggling with restrictive discriminatory traveling policies. For months, we've been living in a world with a two-tier society when it comes to vaccination. 
For instance, those who were vaccinated with a Sputnik V jab in Argentina have been locked out of most European countries and the United States. A month ago, Argentina's health minister was confident that the Russian vaccine was going to receive the approval from the WHO in a manner of weeks. However, Putin's decision to invade Ukraine put the brakes on the ongoing examinations. But here's the good news. In light of the unlikely approval, Health Minister Visotti announced that there will be a fourth dose for those vaccinated with Sputnik V who want to travel abroad. In a nutshell, if you're traveling for whatever reason to a country where the Russian vaccine is not recognized as valid, you can get a fourth shot of one of the approved vaccines after presenting evidence that you will be traveling, a ticket, and sign a consent form. Remember that the third dose is free for everyone already. Also in line with COVID, it is no longer mandatory for students to wear a mask in schools in the city of Buenos Aires. The measure applies to both teachers and students on all levels. For the time being, students from schools in Buenos Aires province are still required to wear them. In other news, The Minimum Wage Council defined last week a 45% increase for the monthly pay floor, taking it up to about 48,000 pesos, around 420 U.S. dollars, by Christmas. It will happen progressively until the end of the year, with an increase of 18% in April, 10% in June, 10% in August, and 7% in December. If you've been in Argentina for a while, you know that the minimum wage is barely enough to rent a one-bedroom apartment in Buenos Aires. With rent to pay, living off that salary is extremely hard, which may explain why play-to-earn crypto games are on the rise. These games have increased in popularity lately as players get paid via crypto assets in accounts abroad, making as much as $2,000 U.S. dollars a month. A user typically starts by buying NFT delegations or renting them, because buying those NFTs can cost $5,000 or more. It's quite common for lower-income players to rent them from people in the U.S. or Europe. Then, both parties earn tokens by winning battles, which is where the money comes from. Speaking of battles, there's good news in the fight for a healthier lifestyle. On Wednesday the 23rd, the national government regulated the Law for the Promotion of Healthy Eating, and also known as the Front Labeling Law, which aims to warn consumers about excessive fat, sodium, calories, and sugar in products. Now the packaging will have to display a label that indicates this, as well as the presence of sweeteners or caffeine, according to values proposed by the Pan American Health Organization. On that note about caffeine and sweeteners, Argentina's favorite infusion may face supply problems in 2023 due to the fierce drought in the country's northeast. 60% of the yerba mate plants in the Corriente province, for example, are dead. This new blow to producers will only reach consumers next year, as yerba requires about 10 months of storage before it is packaged. Argentina is the leading exporter of mate and second in production only to Brazil. Yerba mate is exported mainly to Syria, China, Chile, Lebanon, and the United States and Spain, among others. Speaking of exports, 
12 Argentine companies dedicated to aerospace technology flew to Washington, D.C. to participate in Satellite 2022, the largest event in space satellite technology. The International Trade Show brings together members of the global satellite community to discuss the current market, industry trends, and the future of communications. When asked about the event, Argentina's foreign ministry highlighted that the country is the first in the region to be present in space and the 11th country with the largest number of satellites in space worldwide. Something fun to look for before we go, the football match between the European champion Italy and Copa America winner Argentina has been confirmed. It will be played on the 1st of June at the Wembley Stadium in London. And last but not least, remember to complete the digital questionnaire for the census. It's 30 questions ranging from self-perceived sex and ethnicity to living conditions, and you have time until the 18th of May to fill it out. If you don't, you'll be questioned in face-to-face interviews by workers on that day. So far, some 200,000 households have completed it. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. This goes to all listeners. It doesn't matter whether you've been listening to us for months or you just found out we existed. We need some feedback on these updates. What do you like about our shows? What would you change? Let us know by emailing us at argentina at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Argentina and Twitter at Rorschach underline ARG. Nos vemos el próximo jueves. Thank you.